on yet. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello there, ladies. It is chilly outside. Oh my goodness. It's cold. It's not it even is, chilly anymore. It is cold. It's freezing. Outside. It is cold. And um, we have a whole thing at our house, and I know you've had a thing at your house in the past, Bradley. And Holly, I don't know what your thing is, but there's definitely a conversation, a moment in time where you have to have that head-to-head moment. Are we going to turn the heat on Mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. And there are some people who decide the heat Mm -hmm. by the calendar and some who decide the heat by the temperature. Mm -hmm. Is your heat on or is it off? And if it's on, what is it that did it for you? 651-641-1071. Now, Bradley, is your heat on? Yes. 100%. You better believe it. When did you you flip that switch? Uh, It went on last week, finally. And see, we used to be more of a calendar family, um, mostly because uh, my partner is a calendar person. And I am not. And I just complain and I'm a whiner about being cold. That's that's my Mm -hmm. role. Or so I've been told. I'm like, no, I'm just cold. And I don't want to live in a cold house. Anyway, the moral of the story is we used to have this back and forth every year. The one thing that finally changed it, believe it or not, was a dog. Because we have a, a tiny little doggie yeah. named Wheezy. And um, I was able to finagle earlier start times for the heat every year based on the temperature. Because of our poor little Wheezy who has to stay home alone all day in the cold house. Mm. So what you're telling us is... <laughs> Use anything you can right. as an excuse. Yes. Beg, borrow, steal. <laughs> the heat is on. The heat yes! is The HSO, man. Bradley's got a dance that he does uh, to that song. Yeah, from uh, middle school show choir. It absolutely is on. Thank you. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's warm in my house. Please do not misunderstand me. It doesn't mean that it's it's the temperature I would approve of. What but do you it keep is it at? 67. Oh, that's... Oh, my gosh. That's super warm. I mean, to me, it's super warm. But we I should also mention we have a very inefficient house. So our upstairs is probably about 62. Okay. Holly, uh, heat on or off at your house? Thanks for asking, Colleen. You're welcome. The heat is on! Now, Holly is lucky because you got the radiator heat, right? Yeah. Does that just come on automatically? I think that the person who owns and operates the building that I live in probably controls that. Yeah. And I felt a little warmth coming from the radiator. Did you get that crackle, that, that that crispy smell in the air? Yeah, a little bit. But it's cold. It is cold. It's cold. Oh, it I, is cold. I took the dog on a walk this morning, and I was like, I really should be wearing gloves. It is that cold. Um. Well, I'm here to tell you guys that the Lindstrom's heat is not on. Oh, no. Well, okay. So, to be fair, I think my husband may have cracked and turned it on. This morning. Oh, okay. When my daughter asked him if he would please yeah, turn see, on the heat because she was cold. Pets. But but also my kids are now at an age where when they were younger and they like couldn't like, you know, regulate their own temperature. Like they were babies and we were like, Oh, we gotta keep them warm. Then it was like easy. Yeah. Oh for sure. But now that they're older, the words get a sweatshirt yeah. 
Oh, or grab a blanket, and they can do that and regulate yeah, their I, own heat. I wear a hat to bed. Oh, so. I wear comfies. Right. right. So, like, we, so we just, I mean, it might be on right now, but my husband's also home alone right now. So, my guess is he's turned it off again. I don't okay, know. Okay, that's not how that works. You uh-uh. can't turn it on and off unless it's like a fluke. Listen, you know, we get a cold snap. I don't snap. disagree with you. But. We, there are different rules for different people. All right. Uh, 651-641-1071 is your heat on or off, and what was it that did it for you? But if our heat did go on, it went on this morning because my daughter complained. So that was the thing that did it. Got it, got it. Uh, Holly, do we have any callers? Yeah, we have Jack on the line. Hello, Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack. Is your heat on or off? Yes, I set the thermostat at 60 degrees because I'm not home during the day. So anytime the temperature gets below 60, mm-hmm. it'll it'll warm up um, where I live. But I invested in Pendleton wool blankets this yes. year. So I'm sleeping with comfort, fresh, clean wool. Oh, I you know what? Listen, thank you, Jack, for your call. That I will say this. I like the house to be cold when we're sleeping because I like to be cozy in my little bed. And, like, have my nose be cold. I love that. So, I'm with Jack. Like, get some really good blankets. Keep it real cold in your house. Also, 67 degrees. Gosh, our house, I think we keep it at 64. Yeah. Which is so cold. It's, you know, that's chilly. Holly, do we have another caller? Yeah, Dina's on the line. Hello, Dina. Dina. Dina, is your heat on or off? On. On. And what did it for you? 60 degrees in the house. Okay. So once it got down to 60 in the house, you're like, turn that sucker on. Yep. And yet I don't want to get hot at night either, so I just use a sheet. So, Dina, did you, um, when did you turn it, when was it that that it hit 60 in the house? Well, I think that was probably like a month ago. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You've had the heat on for a month. Well, no, not consistently. I know, I'm just jealous. turned it on for the night and then... Get it that way. Thank you, but Dina. hey, oh, yeah. while I'm here, I yeah. have a public service announcement to those who have radiators. Yes, take your hamster cage off the radiator. Oh, honey. Yeah. Who, when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Oh. Thank God. I, well, I mean, not thank God. I'm just. I'm glad it wasn't recent. Well, no, but so for anybody who still has yes, their yes. cages on their Thank radiators, you. get them off. Yeah. Very, very And anything good. that's going to melt other than your hamster as well. Oh, geez. Candles. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder, Dina. And by the way, when she said take your hamster cage off the radiators, I wasn't actually thinking of an actual hamster cage. So I was trying to figure out who has... Yeah, I was like, am I just around the radiators? I know, I was like, was I supposed to do that? Oops. <laughs> we used to have pans of water... That oh, yeah. were built onto the radiator. Ours has so you'd, that. You'd fill the fill the water so that you get some steam in your house. Yeah, we flip up the top of our radiator, and there's like a big, huge pan that goes all the way across it. And once a week, we fill that up with water to keep the humidity in it's the nice house. Nice to get a little steam in the house. It's lovely. It's lovely. Holly, do we have another caller? Noelle is holding. Hello, Noelle. Noelle, is the heat on or off? Oh, it's on, but it's a constant struggle between me, the woman of a certain age who's going through menopause and my husband who had a who's a heart patient he's always uh, freezing i'm always hot it's like on and off and it's a thing here so, i hear you i wish somebody would do like a study to determine like what is the prevalence of opposite temperature partners like and i know some of it's like you know situational but you know like if you're going through 
the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I do wonder if, if, if there's a tendency to always have one partner at one temperature and the other at a different one. It's like a sleep number. Yes. Thank you, Noel. I feel like, you know, everybody sort of has their temperature comfort mm-hmm. number. Yeah. I can, I'm going to quickly read a couple tweets. We got one from Panda who said, my heat is not on yet, but I did change my bedding to flannel sheets and start using my electric blanket more often, which I spent the entire weekend like cuddled up with the electric blanket and it was divine. And KJ said my windows would still be open if it was up to me alone, but oh my, my kids God. are what? four and two and they're cold, so the heat yeah. is on. Jeez. It was Listen, real cold this morning. Windows open? No. I love a good chill in the air. Ugh. I do. It's just nice and crispy. It's so lovely. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I also watched a show this weekend I had never heard of, you guys. Mm. And I can't wait to tell you about it because I think you're going to be super excited about right. it. Also, Holly sampled the new Goop show, the sexy one. We're going to do a little Here's What Yay. We're Watching live after this on My Talk 107.1. Tickets to Project Down and Dirty Construction are on sale now. We should really get on that. Friday night, November 5th, you'll have a front row seat to find out if we have any idea how to operate heavy machinery at Extreme Sandbox in Hastings. I think we even get to crush some cars. Plus, you'll get a fun show from trained pros who actually know how to do cool stuff with bulldozers, excavators, and skid steers, whatever those are. Oh, don't start, Julia. We'll have 30 parking spots for the drive-in show that you can watch from the comfort of your car. And also on sale are tickets to the Project Down and Dirty reunion show. That's always fun. Of course, all proceeds go to our four great charities, Crescent Cove, Make-A-Wish, Minnesota, Minnesota Academy of Science, and Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Center. I'd love to help out. Project Down and Dirty Construction is brought to you by First Equity Mortgage and Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Learn more about our sponsors and get tickets now. MyTalk1071.com keyword project. Okay, so I discovered a new TV show this weekend, and I wanted to tell you guys about it. And Holly also watched the new Goop show on Netflix. She wants to tell us about that as well on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, when we talk about TV, we do a little here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, here's What We're Watching Live. What are you watching? Okay, so I don't even know how I stumbled across this. It was like advertised to me on, um, I don't know, some website or something. And I was like, what even is this? I haven't heard about this. I have to get in on this. It's called uh, Reunion Road Trip. What? Reunion Road Trip. When I first heard of this, I thought maybe it was like an MTV Road Rules thing. Right. And I kind of wondered the same thing. Um, No, it's actually on E. And what it is, is it's an hour long reunion of a show from your past. The road trip part, I feel like they play a little loosey goosey, like a couple people drive in a car for a little bit, but not the whole cast. And they don't really go on like a full road trip. They go to a place and then some of them show up. Anyway, I know. Again, loosey goosey with the road trip, but definitely there for the reunion. So, um. So it's like reunions of what? So of shows of your oh. and um, the one I watched one episode 
and I'll just give you a couple of episodes. There's okay. all there's all my children. There's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. So oh. the old the original cast of Queer Eye, okay. Scrubs, and the one I watched, which was a different world. Ooh, fun. I know. I know. So With I all was the cast. A lot of the cast. Okay. Um, they didn't bring back. I mean, I did. I don't think for one second I didn't think to myself like, oh, I see. They did not bring back a Marissa Tomei, and they did not bring back a Lisa Bonet. Oh, Lisa like, Bonet. I mean, how she do you bring, How do you not? What? Well, so here's part of what was really interesting about it. So they, but they did have they had Sinbad, they had Cree Summer who played Freddie, they had um, uh, Whitley, uh, Jasmine Guy, they had uh, the guy who played Dwayne Wayne, Kadeem Hardison. Um, they had a lot of the cast there. Don Lewis who played Jalisa. Mm. They had a lot of the cast there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did talk about, and I thought this is, this sort of explained to me why Lisa Bonet wasn't there. Well, number one, Lisa Bonet is Lisa Bonet. Yeah. But number two, Lisa Bonet actually left pretty early in the production of A Different World. She was the spinoff character that allowed for A Different World to be what it was. Denise. Denise from the Cosby Huxtable show. family from The Cosby Show. She's kind of the impetus for the spinoff. But she's not. She didn't stick around because she got she ended up getting pregnant with Zoe Kravitz. And they were like, yeah, okay, like we can't really write that into the show. And she was a little bit like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And so she left the show. And then they had to figure out how to make a show without their central character, which is then what they did. And they kind of made Whitley and and Dwayne sort of like the center of the show. And they they bulked up the ensemble. But other people that were not in the reunion show, Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, there were plenty so, of people who were on the show that didn't show up for the reunion. So people are in a car. You said that they're like kind of doing a road trip, but not really. And then they all meet up. So how did that all go down? So in the very beginning, they uh, the, uh, for this, it actually made perfect sense on a different world in the very first scene or in the uh, opening credits. They're in like a convertible. So mm. they took that exact same convertible. Kadeem Hardison, who played Dwayne Wayne, he was driving, and Jasmine Guy was the passenger, Whitley, and they drove to like an actual uh, college, and they did the reunion on the campus, oh. and then other people showed up, and you did learn some things that you never knew. Like I didn't know Kadeem Hardison and ja- and uh, I'm sorry, and uh, Cree Summer, who played Freddie. They had they were like actually a couple oh, I did while remember. they worked together and they okay. talked a little bit about that. That's fun. It just was like a fun little show. It was yeah. good little memories. Um, you learned a little. It was it was a fun. And this time. is on E. Did you watch it on, on a streaming service e, or did you, you can watch it on Peacock, right or Paramount Plus? One of those. Or was it Hulu? I mean, no, it's not on Hulu. It's on Peacock. I watched it. Um, I just watched it on our YouTube TV. Like I just looked it up, and it was in there. But it's also on Peacock. Okay. Um, but one thing I did not watch this weekend because I don't think I want to watch it. Holly did watch the new uh, Goop show, Love and Sex, on Netflix. Thanks for doing the heavy lifting there, Holly. Hey, you're welcome. Here, let me get a bucket for you, Bradley. (laughs) Yeah, so I watched an episode and a half of Sex, Love, and Goop. So that's Gwyneth Paltrow's new show on Netflix, under the Goop banner, which is all about sex. (laughs) That sounded like spooky sex. So what am I supposed what what am I supposed to learn sex. in this show? You're supposed to learn sex. You're supposed to learn sex. You're getting an 
an inside look at intimacy, you have various groups of partners going forth and trying new sexy things. Okay, all right. And they're working out their intimate mm, foibles, you know, well, they're putting just it like out some there. some random couple that they hooked up with? Or like, do, do they do a good job of like sort of giving you a reason to want to pay attention to these people? Yeah, they're, they're different types of couples, different age groups, different experiences, different kinds of interpersonal conflict. And, you know, sex isn't that interesting. <laughs> There's For a sure. reason other people's why sex is not. Other, yeah, other people's sex, and you know, this is not pornographic in any way. Yeah. I mean, this is infotainment, and so well, I wouldn't be surprised with Gwyneth Paltrow, but yeah, true, because they showed some weird stuff in the first one. Mm-hmm. So you just caught like a, a random episode, or like it was just like one couple, or I watched or, the first episode. Okay, and what was the like? no pun intended, thrust of the first episode. Well, they worked with an intimacy coach who described that people have four different types of sexual expression Mm. and you fall under one of the four categories. And so she was working with this couple who had two different, very very different ways of expressing their sexuality Ah. and trying to come to a, you know, sexy consensus. Do you find yourself wanting to watch more at the end of the episode, or did you say... Celebrities behaving badly. We do have a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yo-ho. And uh, what do we call them, Bradley? D-Bags. Mm. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag, Colleen? Ooh, I feel bad saying this. I'm glad I'm not in the same room as Holly. Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, oh that's sorry. Okay. It's kind of mild, but I get it. Holly, can you can you deal? I think I can deal. Okay, okay thank you. Yeah, Sir, not a big deal. Sir Paul McCartney, and here's why: he has insisted he will no longer oblige fans with his signature because it is pointless. He will no longer be giving autographs to people. Okay. And I just always, like, I, this, whenever... I'm surprised people still do this. I yeah, am too. right? But whenever a celebrity says this, when they're like, I'm not giving away, I'm not doing autographs anymore, I literally want to be like, why? Just, like, why? What's his rationale? Well, he says, he basically thinks, he said, it's, it's always, stri- by the way, he told this to Reader's Digest. <laughs> That's still a thing. Oh, my God. Not only do they still have autographs. Right. There's still a Reader's Digest. And Sir Paul McCartney. My toilet tank is bare. Oh, well, we should send some your way. That's where you usually stick the Reader's Digest. Or in like the doctor's waiting room. Yeah. Which is my favorite place to read those. Uh, He told Reader's Digest, quote, it always struck me as a bit strange. Here, can I write your name down on the back of this till receipt, please? Why? We both know who I am. Uh, And he said that he just uh, said that he'd rather have a conversation with people than sign an autograph. Um, Apparently, he's following the lead of Ringo Starr, who said to the Press Association, quote, I don't autograph. All autographs are on stuff that I've done. One of my paintings or something I'm involved with, and it just goes to charity. It doesn't go out there for other people to sell. So for Ringo Starr, it was about protecting the fact that people will sell that for their own gain. And Sir Paul McCartney is just like, I don't know, you don't need my signature on a piece of paper. Did um, Also, did he say it was weird, or what was the adjective he used? He said, it's always struck me as a bit strange. You know what else is a bit strange? What? Paul McCartney. Mm. 
the fact that this man can still squeeze, you know, thousands of dollars out of people to see him in concert. I don't know. Does he still do concerts? Holiday? Oh, yeah. yeah. He still does concerts. Yeah. Well, the reason the we're fact here- <laughs> that we're still talking about Paul McCartney this many decades after sort of he was at the peak of his career. That's also weird. So you can't hold people accountable for something like your fame is a thing. You are benefiting right. from it. Why would you think that people then wouldn't want a piece of that? And it's just like, it's just write your damn name down for some. It makes them happy. Jeez, don't withhold that. Come on. Sorry, Holly. I was going to say, he, ha- he has a new book out and there's also a new documentary out. So Mac will autograph that book. Now, Mac has got a hustle. Now, this also reminds me. You just me- save time by a brief. You just call him Mac. Maca, that's what you call him. Oh, that's his. That's his that. brief sorry. name. Sorry, yeah, save time by a brief. God, you get so testy. Will you autograph that for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Paul McCartney. Look, he's a little much, and I oh, say that. Yeah, I say that in the most loving way because As a Paul lover, Ma- not you know, a fighter. Paul McCartney's not my favorite Beatle, and so it's fine. Who's oh, your favorite Beatle? George Harrison. Yeah, George Harrison's my favorite Beatle. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was the last song with the? paper bag and the thing that he sang that was real popular in the 80s what was that what? popular song what are you talking about george are you harrison had okay? a really popular song in the 80s with i got my mindset yeah that was it you. that was the one we I did for um calisthenics dance class where i had a hula hoop a ball and a flag oh well, or that- a ribbon not a flag I'm really pressing more about what you're talking about. No, we had to do a dance. Like, I didn't want to do the basketball, volleyball. Like, there, you could go in a different track in PE, and I was, like, one of the only boys who was like, I'll do dance. And so we had to do calisthenic dance routines with a hula hoop, a ball, and a ribbon. And that was one of the songs we had was, I got my well, better uh, beetle. Paul McCartney is just a lot. He's a and, lot. And he's putting himself out there. Now, interestingly enough, I will say, and this is what it's like with a lot of classic rock bands. They are the consummate marketers, being that if Paul McCartney wasn't out talking about the history of the songs that he wrote with the Beatles, would people want to put those commer- songs in their commercials? True. Would they want to slap it on a no. TikTok? Exactly. And also, He's in people the used to want him. him to write his name on their boobs. I mean, like, this is not, like, what? Like, I love how all of a sudden, 60 years on, you're going to be aggrieved. Like, I'm done now. By by fans. Right. Like, oh. I just don't understand all these weird fans doing well, fan things. It's a bit strange. Yeah. Ringo Starr did say if you wrote him a letter, he's not writing back he said that a number of years ago he's like, like Ringo is a crotchety angry human oh he's just I'm happy sorry. to be here colleen listen he's okay wearing his wiglets in beverly hills peace and love <laughs> we okay before someday. we move on to bradley's d-bag i just need to review some things because i don't know that we play, paid proper attention to what just happened here it was slightly magical somehow we were able to figure out when bradley said the thing with the paper bag on his head yeah. that you were talking about george harrison's yeah, song i got my mind set on you and then we took a whole separate journey that involved hula hoops yeah flags i don't think we gave it ribbons that's fine and fine i just i wanted to honor the the arc the journey the journey that we've been on together okay Uh, bradley pray tell is your deep bag and now we turn our attention dear listener to gwyneth paltrow Hmm. 
She's my D-bag. And, you know, she's uh, basically the greatest hits at this point because, of course, she's talking about her brand new show. So she's all over the place saying things that just, you know, provide ample opportunities for us to include her in the D-bag segment. So most recently, the thing that she said over on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live, and it looks like, because I didn't actually watch, I just read the report of the report because I kind of don't watch that show. Um, But in the clip, it appears that she is, uh, you know, Skyping in from somewhere. Because she can't be bothered, I'm sure. Or maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, she said something that'll just make your eyes roll out of your head. Um, apparently, she didn't know or she hasn't heard what Glenn Close said about her. Now, do you remember what Glenn Close said about her? Didn't she basically say like she couldn't believe that she had won an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love because it was unremarkable or something? She said it didn't make sense that Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare in Love. Which she ain't wrong. And uh, so, of course, Andy, you know, does the plead the fifth thing. And uh, this is one of the things that comes up. And he says, you know, Glenn Close had this to say. You get choked up. I know. I do. I know. No, it's just a spin drift. Um, anyway, so he plays for, I think he either read it or played the clip of her saying the thing. He probably read it because I don't think they play clips. And said, and she goes, oh, my God, I just heard this from you, Andy. I never heard about this. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. sure. Sure, Jan. When Glenn Close basically calls you out in public for winning an Academy Award, right. you've heard this. Right. Because you've secretly seethed inside your heart in, you know, as you've sucked down the one heater per week that you allow yourself. <laughs> From the box on your mantle. With oh, the, we we know. With the Gwyneth. one Dorito chip. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, the one line of cocaine or mm-hmm. whatever the one thing you're allowing yourself. She probably doesn't do cocaine. A French no. fry. A French fry. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's cocaine. Yeah. Um, she th- Those are the things that sort of eat away at her. Mm-hmm. Rightly so, because Glenn Close calling you like unqualified to win an Academy Award, which, by the way, is just ludicrous. It's an Academy Award. This is I love the amount of attention we pay to this totally artificial thing that we've created but nonetheless that's life and life is full of those things just like it's full of autographs and people wanting autographs paul mccartney take thank a note. you thank you um, there's a theme to this d-bag segment but i just i i almost would probably wear a t-shirt that says i have an academy award and it really ticks glenn, glenn close, close off, off. Because that's a thing, and I Wait, just was Glenn Close up for an Academy Award in the no. same race. Okay, so I don't what, think where, so. Why on earth? Well, why on earth? What was she like talking about it anyway? I don't care. Like I'm here for it. Throw the shade, Glenn. So here's what she said. The statement was made by Glenn back in 2020 during an interview with Popcorn with Peter Travers. The very popular Popcorn with Peter Travers. He interviews for Rolling Stone magazine. Okay, he said, "quote." I honestly feel that to be nominated by your peers is about as good as it gets. And then I've never understood how you could honestly compare performances, you know? Um, I remember the year Gwyneth Paltrow won over the incredible actress who was in Central Station, and I thought, what? It doesn't make sense. So it's not like she said, you know, I mean, she goes on to suggest that, like we have talked about at length on this show, Oscar winners might actually be selected for reasons other than their performance. (gasps) No! Like, you know, and she goes on to talk about publicity. So, you know, she's just stating the obvious. But I so do obvious. love that that Gwyneth Paltrow 
What? Yeah. What? Somebody I, questioned me winning Andy, an Academy Award? Andy, uh-huh. I never heard this until you said it. Yeah. No, we yeah, you right. knew. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't the first to say it. No. Because okay. we said it before that interview. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, I hope she has fun licking her singular cool ranch Dorito. Yeah, that's about all she gets. Got it. And also, if it's Cool Ranch, I just feel sorry for her because really it's nacho cheese. But that's my opinion. Gwyneth Paltrow is a grown ass woman. She can lick whatever she probably can't lick the nacho cheese because a lick of nacho cheese Doritos turns into a whole bag. I mean, I agree with that statement. You're welcome. When we return on the Colleen oh, and look, Bradley it's Paul show, I'm going to go get an no, you're not going to. He break. won't write his name down for you, Bradley. Jeez, sorry, Holly, I was going to get it to you for, for Christmas. No, nope, can't okay. do it. No, not going to do it. No Christmas for me. Listen, listen. I feel like if Paul McCartney won't write his own name down so that people can make money off of it, I maybe just write we, other people's. I was going to say we can just write Paul McCartney's name like, down. I'd start signing, right? Like you Ringo don't know Star. Mm-hmm. John Lennon. When we return, that one might be tougher to pass. I'm just oh. saying. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Kate Beckinsale is clapping back at people like me. Can't wait. It's true. I yeah. know. We'll hear what she's got to she say. She heard you, girl. Okay. After this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And um, apparently, Kate Beckinsale is clapping back yeah. at her haters. She's clapping back at her haters, a.k.a. Colleen Lindstrom. Oh. Yeah. Y'all are so Haiti, and she doesn't have time for you Haiti or haters. Okay, I, listen, I am finding it very difficult that she's going to have anything to say that's going to change my mind about the way I feel. She doesn't care. About that. She's just clapping back at you and all the other biaches who could not keep their traps shut after she made some comments about her IQ over on the Howard Stern Wednesday. You know, she claimed that her genius level IQ score of 152, not that she said it verbatim but that's what she said had apparently not been helpful to her in her hollywood career oh, i think she actually said it had been kind of a handicap yeah she went on to say quote i just think it might have been a handicap actually so she calls herself handicapped by her iq mm-hmm. so when uh like many you also uh i think you made her a were, was she a d-bag oh, or was she actually a whole D-bag. segment i don't remember uh, no she was a d-bag okay so you picked her as your d-bag for saying those things for bragging about her smarts which we don't do because dumb is better than smart no <laughs> it's just that um nobody needs to hear about how hard you had it because you were so dang smart right um everybody went after her well she took to instagram on friday to set the record straight okay what did she say are we really jumping on women for answering a question truthfully about their intelligence or education are we really still requiring women okay. to dumb themselves down in order to not offend? Look, when I said it was a... God, the tone on this one. And also, listen, smarty pants. You're not even making it about what it was about, but go when on. When I said it has been a handicap in Hollywood, it's precisely... All caps. Because being female and having an opinion 
often has to be quite carefully packaged so as to not be offensive, or as in this case, deliberately twisted into signifying one's perceived superiority or arrogance. You people who spun me into bragging, you are part of the exact reason I said it was a handicap. Uh, okay. None of that made any sense. <laughs> so that's your response? Okay. No, I'm sorry. Like, but, you know, this. no, my response is, honey, honey, listen, no, first of all, you being a woman, and I say this as a woman, has nothing to do with any of that. What the part that I was the very specific piece that I was taking issue with was the notion that this was somehow handicapping you. The use of the word handicap, which essentially means like I was so smart, it made things difficult for me in Hollywood to be a fabulous, beautiful actress. That's the very it would be if she just was like, yeah, I got a genius IQ. I'd be like, cool, great. Congrats. That sounds lovely. But to call that a handicap, that's the thing that exposes you to judgment because it's not. It's not. It's just not. Yeah. She um, she goes on to say, and you can always tell when something gets to someone because they just keep talking and talking mm-hmm. and talking and talking. And this particular caption, I just read a brief part of, but um, it's very, very long. And my favorite thing in the whole wide world is that on a medium dedicated to the visual, mm. when people write a book, like, girl, I don't, I'm not here for a book. Okay. No, I came a for book? a picture. Where's the picture? Yeah, show me pretty pictures. It's <laughs> all I care to, to see. Anyway, she goes on to say, um, this is exactly what I meant by handicap, blah, blah, blah. I don't often respond to this sort of mm-hmm. bleep, bleep, mm-hmm. bull bleep. But it's really important to me that no percentage of women, let alone 60%, apparently that was the readership in Grazia magazine, who she must be taking to task specifically for doing a story like the one uh, we mentioned, they should feel the need to lie or dumb down any circumstance so as to not be a target. Facts. I, I've i done some good movies and some crap movies. I've made some good and bad choices in my life. I have a really tolerant cat. What? 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 She has a tolerant cat. Uh, my IQ is, is 152, <laughs> and if that triggers you... Oh, this is what I love. This oh, is, this oh is here good. we go. Here we go. My IQ is 152. Again, I love that she was able to work it in mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And if that triggers you at the cut, despite your 2015 article on Selma Hayek stating the opposite, that's your problem. Also, pick a side. Also... IQ doesn't actually mean anything. But stop performatively supporting women when pulling crummy bleep like this. Okay, what? She's oh my pulling God. She's pulling way too much stuff in there that it's not even about. She, <laughs> she is literally throwing all the things. Yeah. Also, um, IQ doesn't mean bleep. Then, then why was this then even why a conversation? Why did you bring it up? Then how did it handicap you? <laughs> if it didn't mean, if it doesn't mean anything, then how was it the thorn in your side in Hollywood? You can just tell she was the one that was triggered by this. It's true. Mm. I mean, there, let me be honest. There are there were some actual truthful things she said in there, right? Like it is, it, as a woman who's an opinionated woman, you do have to be pretty careful, or at least you're aware of the fact that your opinion can sometimes trigger people to have certain judgments about who you are as a person. Like there's truth to some of the stuff she said. But it's like it has nothing to do with what this what started all of this, which is that she explained that she has a very, 
very high IQ, and that was very difficult for her as an actress. Yeah, and people, she said handicap. She said the word I don't handicap. know if you understand this, but and yeah. it's not a word that we often use, but like that has real meaning behind it. Like, and there are people right. who actually have to struggle with things that they had no control over. Yeah. And if you then say that IQ was a ha- your intelligence was a handicap, also to equate your IQ with your intelligence is flawed. But mm-hmm. we don't have time for that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a podcast you can listen to that somewhere else. Yeah, I'm sure there are several. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I just don't get it. Like I don't know what you're actually arguing at, other than the fact that people called you out on the fact that you sounded really dumb when you said you were really smart, right? And, and it's then, not because we're you all doubled. dumb and we like we're we're like hate we're like smart hating right right like right um some of my best friends are IQs right okay right you ma'am are no, are no IQ. IQ well the other thing about it is and then she doubles down on it not only did she say something kind of dumb and we all called her out for saying something dumb while she was trying to say she was also, smart pick a side, then she doubled down on it. what does that also, even mean IQ doesn't actually mean bleep then what. And why are we here? Also, and here's my reply to this uh, this tweetstagram. Uh, Kate, honey, call call your take this to therapy. Process this with your therapist. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't need to be part of this stream of consciousness. Isn't who was she dating recently? I know that has nothing to do with her IQ, uh, but the uh, only other thing Pete we've talked Davidson. About, that's right. I was going to say the only other reason we have talked about Kate Beckinsale recently is because of her dating. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I just, I feel like this is an interesting... Uh, she just, listen, person. she's just going through her own moment right now, and I'm going to move out of the way, and I'm going to let her process this. Yeah. Okay? But I stand by what I said. Mm-hmm. Also, I stand right by it. It doesn't mean anything. No. if it, Again, if it doesn't mean anything, then why are you... Jamila Jamil did respond to her, though, on Instagram and said, you are a bleeping queen. Only someone this smart can be as hilarious as you. Also, she blames women. It's disgusting that women participate in this. Okay, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't paint. Don't paint people into a corner like that to make it sound like if you are a woman. Don't target your gender against each other. Well, and that's like, no, because all that is is a response to like a woman, another woman had an opinion about what you said, and they've been able to articulately express that opinion. And now you have paint, like, no, you can't have it all the ways. You know what? You're done. Bye. Uh, (laughs) Why are you so hysterical? Oh. Mm-mm. No, no, you can't. Oh, you can't call other people girl, opinionated just because you don't like go, their girl. opinion. When we come back, we'll talk about some other stuff. Just deal with it. Bye.